The following podcast contains adult content and is not suitable for minors, professional settings, or the faint of heart. The stories you're about to hear are recorded live at Petra's in the historic Plaza Midwood, Charlotte, North Carolina. Foreplay Goes South is open mic storytelling. Hosted monthly by Metanoia, attendees share their intimate, sultry, salacious tales. In this episode, our storytellers take us on a roller coaster ride as they explore the ups and downs of human sexual connection. I'm telling a story that some of you might have heard before. Um, because I did tell it, but it was a long, 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 long time ago. But I figured for the sanctity of the pod, <laughs> I would preserve it forever. Because <laughs> it is an adventure I'm going to take you on. So I, way back in the day, a long time ago, used to work in higher education admin. Right? So worked for a college. I was not a teacher. I did that at another college. <laughs> but uh, not at this one. And so I ran a testing center. Right? So in the guidelines, we were a non-traditional school, lots of adults, everybody's of age, if you will. But in this specific instance, obviously you are not supposed to fraternize, if you will, with other students, all that kind of thing. So I was very professional because that's my life. I live to work, work to live. And so I ended up befriending a couple of tutors that worked in my area, if you will. They helped you do for math and science and stuff. And one of them was, I was probably, man, I'm old, 26, maybe, at the time. And he was like 40-ish. So not a huge difference, it's fine. But he was going through a very, 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 very messy divorce. And he started hanging out at my desk a lot. And I was like, dude, now, I'm going to give you a description of this man. And he was like six foot tall. He wore khaki pants every day, button ups every day, tucked in with a belt, and had a jubilee of pens in his pocket. All right? So now, if you've seen me, which Pod hasn't, but all of you can see me, it's not really my style. No. Uh, <laughs> And so he started talking to me, started talking to me, started talking to me. And eventually was started flirting. And I am a person who doesn't understand when people flirt with me, ever. I usually am like, oh, he's just being nice, he's a nice guy. And then people are like, you're an idiot. And like hit me with that bat, the clue bat. Um, and tell me, hey, that guy likes you. And so at the time, not proud to say it, I was going through a bit of a drought in my sex life and uh, had broken up with somebody a little while before that. And so eventually this tutor, we'll call him tutor, started to wear me down, if you will, <laughs> right? So finally I decided, all right, I'm gonna give in, right? Like I need to get laid, it's been a while, you know. It's, it's all right, seems pretty, seems pretty okay. Um, and so I'm like, okay, just come over after work, whatever. 
So he comes to my apartment. On the way, I text him and I'm like, bring condoms. I'm a safety girl. I was a Girl Scout. And <laughs> so I say, bring condoms. He's like, oh, I, I, I am because I have a latex allergy. <laughs> And I was like, this is going great. <laughs> and so, sheepskin. Woo! And so, I, I'm at my house, and I have a roommate at the time. She always worked later than I did, so there was a window of opportunity, right, before she comes home. And I really hadn't told her anything about it, because she also knew this person. And I knew the look that I would get when I showed up with this person at our house, which would be a what? Um, so I decided to not tell her about this situation and so he comes over and we go into my room and we start doing things and I realize this is a tutor, a tutor, a tutor. I have to stop thinking about him as a tutor. It's weird. He has the khakis on. I don't know how I feel about that. I wonder if he emptied out his pens before he came in. I don't know. And I'm like, I start to freak out a little bit, right? Like I start to panic of like, oh boy, it's a tutor, it's so. So I close my eyes and I'm like, don't think about it, just don't think about it, it's fine. And like, you know, he's over my shoulders and I'm like, this is good, like it's fine, I'm okay. And so we, we start to have sex and it's good. Unanticipatedly good. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this guy's got skills. You know, and I'm thinking, well, you know, he's been married for quite a while. He's an experienced gentleman. He's older than me. He knows what he's doing. It's great. He's hitting all the good spots. He went downtown, set up a camp, put a tent for a little while. It was a good time. And so sur surfaces from the tent site and comes up, up north. And we start having sex, and it's so good, and everything's going really, really well. And I feel myself starting to feel like, okay, I'm in an orgasm, right? I'm, it's, it's happening, it's coming, I'm getting excited, things are going really well, I'm not thinking about the fact that he has the Jubilee of pens, like everything's good. <laughs> and all of a sudden, and I can tell he's getting into it, right? He's making the noises, he's kind of doing the grunty thing that guys do. And then he, like, all of a sudden his face changes, and what happens next is jarring. <laughs> Because his response was to go, <laughs> he giggled like a small, small schoolgirl, and my orgasm headed for the hills. <laughs> because my entire body went, a what? <laughs> and so he looks down at me and says, oh, I giggle. <laughs> Pertinent information, may have wanted to share. So I'm like, oh, okay, great. Um, all right, well, this was fun. Um, and so kind of disengage and he gets dressed back in his khakis and belt and shirt tucked in and white sneakers um, and leaves my apartment. My roommate comes home to me sitting on a couch in a robe, eating an entire pint of ice cream and she goes, what happened? <laughs> and I said, I had sex with a tutor. <laughs> and she goes, excuse me? <laughs> and I said, it was really good sex. And she's like, how? And I said, I don't know. I'm not sure. 
but he giggled. And she's like, excuse me, what now? <laughs> so I explain the story and she's like, well, that was an interesting adventure. Have fun at work tomorrow. So I go into work and he, of course, comes to my desk and, oh, that's great. That's such a great time. I'm like, sure, got to do some stuff now. Bye. And so kind of pushed away for a while, right? Well, Tudor is a persistent man. <laughs> and he comes back and wants to hook up again. And I'm like, you're going through like a divorce and there's like things going on and you're very vulnerable and I just don't feel right about it. And he's like, I'm fine. So I was like, okay. Well, it was really good sex and maybe we can, like, maybe if I just come first, right? Like maybe if I just time it really well and I work really hard and things go really good. And so I'm thinking I can make this happen, right? It's gonna happen. So we go, second round, comes back to my apartment with his Jubilee pens and his sheepskin condoms. And things start happening and, you know, things are going really well and, you know, it's, I'm in my head again, like this is, you know, some kind of like Chris Helmsworth situation, this is not a shooter, like I'm good. And I'm thinking about other people and it's fine. And I, re I realize that, okay, it's working, right? I'm getting there, I'm riding the train, right? The train's going up the tracks. We're approaching the hills, it's good, everything's good, we're going, we're going. And then I start hearing the noises. And I'm like, oh shit. And I realize the race is on. <laughs> and so I start trying to like maneuver myself to like slow him down, but keep me at a good pace. And I'm getting, I'm, I'm stressed at this point, you know, I'm like, it's gonna happen. And so then I'm almost there, I'm like seconds away. I was like, God damn it! So, so this time he leaves, and now it's a mission, okay? I have accepted this challenge and I am going to make it happen. So the next day I'm like, you should come over tonight. Let's go. Like, this is great. It's going to happen. So he comes over, and I'm like, this time it's going to be different, right? This time I'm going to change it up. It's going to happen. So, start foreplay and the rubbing and the things are happening and so I decide I'm gonna take control right which is not in my nature I am a bottom by by nature I'm someone who likes to have other people control the situation I'm like no 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 we're switching the game up so I get on top because now I can run the show yeah. so I'm on top and things are going really good and I feel things are build and things are building and it's starting to move and I start to hear the noises I start to hear it. So this time I made a critical decision that I feel saved me from a complete mental breakdown. Which is, when I started to hear the specific noise that comes just before the giggle, I took a pillow and I slammed it over his face and I rolled the train down the track. probably an eternity for him. I removed the pillow and he looked up at me and thankfully was breathing and said, that was amazing. I checked it off my bucket list and we never had sex again because I won. <laughs> 
in that last segment, V takes on a challenge, and she definitely gets hers. Our next storyteller, Ada, braves the stage to explore subdrop and emotional release. I want to share with you all a story about a sexual experience that ended up being like way more than I bargained for and in a way that I never would have seen coming. First, I want to explain a few terms. You're all probably familiar with them, but you know, just to be safe. Obviously, there's, there's a little concepts of a dom and a sub. There's this thing called sub-crashing and dom-crashing. And it's, or, yeah, it's also, some people also call it dropping. And I don't know if it's ever happened to any of you guys, but it's rough. It's not good. You're in this headspace and you're locked in and you know who you are and you know what you're doing and you're all of a sudden you're just out and your head it is it's like when when you're in the passenger seat of a car and the driver slams on the brakes and you just jolt forward. It's disorienting and it's upsetting. Not a good thing. You don't want to crash. You don't want to drop. So, anyway, save that for later. For now, I want to get on to the story. It's been way too long since my fiance has fucked me. Sorry, I'm going to sit. Don't get me wrong, we've had a lot of sex. But we've been talking about switching it up for a bit. It's something we do not often, but often enough. So tonight's the night. I'm clean, my whole body is shaved, the lights are dimmed, she's got music playing on our little uh, bedroom speaker, like a romantic kind of ambiance music. And she's gotten out her harness and a handful of toys and whatnot, and she pulls me in and kisses me and puts on a choker, and it's a special choker, which I made, I knitted myself, um, and it signifies that as long as I'm wearing it, I belong to her, and I am hers, 100%. So she's kissing me and touching me and rubbing me and I can feel myself sinking into that beautiful, blissful, subby headspace and I feel a hand wrap around my wrist, pull it up over my head and I feel a velcro strap wrap around it. The same thing happens to the other wrist. I can feel as she's locking me into our under-the-bed restraint system, and my ankles are soon to follow, and I'm just splayed out, completely at her mercy, ready for her. And then I feel the lube on my ass, and we haven't really done much in the way of like 
temperature play? It's on the to-do list. Literally, we, we have a to-do list and it's on it. Um, but I've always really loved that feeling of the anticipation and the, the lube is cold. And feeling it on that overly sensitive skin is just, oh, it's so exquisite. So she slips a finger inside me, or two, and she starts stroking my dick with her other hand. And she's giving me orders and I'm following them because I'm a good sub. I'm a Libra. And I can just feel that satisfaction building. It, when you're subbing, or when you're doming, really, sometimes the satisfaction you get isn't even necessarily like purely sexual in nature. You just get this fulfilling feeling of like, fulfilling feeling of like, I have this task and I'm doing it well and I'm wonderful for my person. And I'm feeling this emotion, this satisfaction building up in my chest and it starts doing a thing I'm not really familiar with. It, it kind of starts building up and amassing in a way that I'm not used to. And then my head starts to wander a little bit and I'm just thinking about how much this person touching me and loving me means to me. This is my fiance and she means the world to me and I can feel those emotions that are telling me that whatever happens from here on, as long as I've got her, it'll be okay. And I can feel that sort of collide with this locked up mass of sexual, submissive pleasure that's sitting in my chest. And the next thing I know, that, that dam just breaks. Crying during sex is something we all really like to avoid, yeah? Because, <laughs> like, it's, it's awkward. It's so awkward. But I just can't hold it in. And suddenly I'm sub-crashing. And it's a good cry. It really is. In the right circumstances, it would be so, so refreshing. But this is not the right circumstances, and it's pretty mortifying. And all I can do is apologize. And the next thing I know, she's just holding me, and she's crying with me. And we're just so overwhelmed with this love, this powerful, unstoppable love and I know that I'm, I don't have to be alone anymore. And that 
we're happy. And we will continue to be happy. So, I wouldn't recommend sub-crashing. <laughs> All I have to say, still, it's like a solid 0 out of 10. Do not recommend. <laughs> but man, sometimes emotional catharsis really does come from the strangest places. Coming up, home improvements might not go quite as planned, but don't worry, it's nothing crazy. It's been three years since I've been here. Yeah. And I'm uh, I'm stone sober. I don't drink anymore. So be completely patient. Um, so I, I was talking to my girlfriend. I hadn't really decided on what story to tell specifically, but I'm going to start by telling the story about Lowe's girl, right? Not, yeah, right? So, so when, when my girlfriend and I started dating, we both sort of realized that um, we were open to the idea of, you know, is it okay if I tell them you're in, she's into girls? So I was like, um, the, uh, so I was like, you know, that's, she's, yeah, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. She's into women. I'm into women. Um, and, and so, um, so I was like, all right, well, let's, uh, let's figure this out, right? Let's uh, work through the logistics of that. So, so I was like, all right, I'm very much a stick my big toe in the shallow end of the pool before I take the highest dive. Do what? Ah, right, 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 right. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, all right, we, you know, we, we both want some of the same things, and, and so how do I, how do we do this, right? Like. So one day we're at Lowe's and you know we're walking together and we're talking and you know we're walking out to our cars. We're on one aisle and there's this really attractive blonde, red dress, big string of pearls, curly hair, and she's like, we're walking and like every car, we're sort of looking, and she's sort of looking, we're looking. I think that chick is checking us out, right? <laughs> so like we get to our cars and we're literally like diagonally across and she like <laughs> gives us the awkward like I would totally sleep with y'all look, right? <laughs> Unfortunately that's the last time we saw this. Uh, it's alright, it's alright, it's alright, it's okay. In person, right? So we come up I come up with this incredibly sexy story that always involved Lowe's girl, right? <laughs> Sleeping with other women in the like in person, like with like as a three-way or four-way or five-way, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's awesome, but like having a fantasy woman is really so much better because she does everything you want her to do 
every time you want her to do it, she always wears the right shit. She's like right where she needs to be. Like everything's fantastic, right? Lowe's girl, she was awesome. So, all right. So that's our that's our dipping dipping the toe in the shallow end. So I said, look, let's Lowe's Lowe's girl's been watching us have sex for a long time, right? <laughs> like months. So we decide, let's find a real life woman to like fill this void, right? So <laughs> tomorrow, Home Depot if there's time, right? So, so, so no bashing up on the stage. So we uh, we get on some app or whatever she does, and and so we you know look for some woman, and you know she uh, she comes across and, and says, oh, what what do you think of her? She shows me, and this is attractive young woman. And I was like, oh hell yeah, she's cute. Like, Swipe or what, check or whatever, you know, whatever the thing, you know, hit the hashtag or the mark or the whatever. And so she does, you know, she's like, oh, you know, like, oh shit, like, she liked us back, you know. I'm like, what, are, okay, you know, send her a message. So she's over there. <laughs> Oh shit, she responded, you know, so I'm like, okay, let's fucking do this, you know? What do I say? I'm like, give me the phone, right? So she gives me the phone, and it's off to the races. I'm my girlfriend, right? So I'm lining this up, and it was cool. It was really, it was really great, because we had this, like, practice of Lowe's girl being in the room. So we told this woman... We said, we really just want a woman to come watch us have sex. Like, that's, like, we're super vanilla, right? That's, all right, all right, you know what I mean. Look, listen, listen. You motherfuckers are kinky. Like, this is like, so, so we, uh, this stays here, by the way. <laughs> right? Thank you. Okay, thank you. We, we, we work, we work. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we work together. Um, so, uh, Your secrets are safe. Thank you. Everyone knows I don't know anything. Fantastic. So, um. So, we, we have this group text set up with the new woman, right? The, uh, the app woman, right? That's what we call her, the app woman. And so she, um, we set this group text up, and we're like, look, we really just want to have somebody come over and just watch us have sex, right? So it's, it's, it's nothing crazy, right? That's it's literally what we named the group text, right? There's three of us in the group text, titled, Nothing Crazy. <laughs> so we spent two weeks, three weeks, two weeks, three weeks, three weeks before our first 
voyeuristic or voyeur, yeah, right? Right, yeah, right. So um, we had plenty of opportunity to kind of air our fantasies and talk about what we were into, and it was great, it was fantastic. We had a lot of buildup, you know? And, um, you know, women are like crockpots, men are like microwaves, right? So, <laughs> right, right, yeah. So um, we had this, like, tremendous amount of buildup, and she comes over, right, the first night. She's got this long, it's wintertime, right? It was like December. She's got this long black jacket. She's got a bottle of wine. One of us in the room is incredibly nervous during the, like, what time is she supposed to be here? Oh, shit. Like, not me. <laughs> so, so she's, like, walking up, and uh, she Ubered, right? She Ubered. She Ubered over. And um, I was like, fuck, that's a good sign, right? So still, we're, like, dipping the toe, right? We're just... And... Um, she comes in and we start sitting down and we're chit-chatting, you know, like it's completely cool. Crack open the bottle of wine. I was drinking at the time, so poured everybody a glass and everything was cool. And, um, you know, it was just like super cool and casual and friendly. Perfect. It's fucking fantastic. I really wanted to end it right at this certain spot. So. <laughs> So I said, um, you know, I'm like, nobody's really getting this ball rolling, right? So I said, all right. So I start, we're on the couch, and app girl, app woman, app woman is in the chair, right? So I start touching my girlfriend, and I'm, she ends up completely naked. I'm going down on her on the couch, and, um, App girl is sweater, panties, and she comes over and gets onto the couch cushion next to her. Right? We we've, we've not even discussed fucking boundaries. Right? <laughs> Nothing. She's only there to watch. Nothing crazy. She. She grabs her, and this woman's never been with a woman before, right? My girlfriend has, thank God. And so she says, do you want to feel how wet I am? As she, literally, as she's saying that, she has her, my girlfriend's hand, and she stuffs it into the front of her panties. And she snaps around to me to me and says, is this okay? <laughs> it was like, hell yeah. So, so and that's, uh, that was how the beginning of the next nine months went for us. It was, uh, In this last story, Angela captivates the entire room as she tells her story of love, loss, and emotional catharsis. So I haven't done anything like this before. I think the last time I 
got up in front of a group was karaoke, which I sang with a guy wearing a cat t-shirt. I, I don't know who he is, but my, my girlfriends told me it was a great idea, so I did it, and it was amazing, of course, and it was after a couple of glasses of wine, so here we are again tonight, but um, so... My story is probably, this is my first time, like I said, my story is probably 95% love and maybe 5% sex, so I'll preface it with that and hope that doesn't ruin the end of your night, but, um, and it's also a little bit weird, or it sounds weird, because I say it's about my boyfriend, Will, and my sister, um, so this is a, <laughs> right? I know, it sounds super weird, super weird. But this is a really emotional week for me. Um, and I'm opening up and being vulnerable with people I don't even know, but that's what my therapist tells me I need to do. Hashtag, hashtag Team Wendy. So um, I'm sharing my story because it makes me feel better. Um, so I know my boyfriend, Will, because we went to high school together. Um, but I know Will because of my sister, Carolyn. And um, Will, is, Will is two years older than me, and my sister was three years older than me. And so I come into high school knowing of Will who he is and um, sorry I'm sorry sorry, I broke the roll. sorry it's in my brain sorry um, sue me um, so I know him because of my sister so I come in I'm this like young 10th grade student he's a senior I'm like oh like you know one of my really good friends and so I'm like, oh, like he's super cute. Check each other out. We were always just friends, though. But like, he knew my sister, and then there was always this weird dynamic that I knew. Like, he thought my sister was really cute, and she was, and I was too. And so, nothing ever happened. We were friends, good acquaintances, and then we graduated and parted ways. We both got married you know, had different life stories. Um, unfortunately, both, and fortunately, both of us ended up getting divorced. <laughs> um, and the, the crazy part is, is that we crossed paths again. While I was already separated, he was still married, but totally innocently at the Harris Teeter. While he, you know, he's on duty and I'm in there getting groceries, like, in the produce department, and hey, like, hey, he approaches me, of course. Um, hey, like, oh my God, Will, like, good to see you, how are you, great, like, glad things are going well for you, bye, like, push my little buggy away, and we leave, and I'm like, ah, like, it was good to see him. We'll flash forward another year and a half later, and we run into each other again at the exact same Harris Teeter in our neighborhood or near our neighborhoods. Um, now I'm divorced. He's separated, nearly divorced. 
And this time, I'm there by myself. It's like late on a Sunday evening, like picking up milk and bread and like the essentials. And he comes walking up while I'm at the self-checkout and like starts talking shit to me. And I'm like, oh my God, like, hey, good to see you. But like, beep, beep, beep. Like, I got to get this stuff and hurry out of here. Because my ex-husband and my two boys are down getting ice cream. We just met up and had Rusty's for dinner. And, and then I'm like, okay, but wait, like, he's really cute. And but I just told him my ex-husband's down the way, and I'm like, oh, I ruined that. I'm like in my Sunday gear, yoga pants, and a sweatshirt, and my hair's pulled back and all greasy. And But he asked for my phone number, so I give it to him, of course. And we, he talks me up, and we chat for a few weeks, and text, and message, and we have this amazing first date, which... I say first date, the first date where all the, all the essential questions are asked, like, do you want to have any more kids? Nope. Okay. Good. Great. Me neither. Good. What's your religion? You don't have any? Perfect. Me either. <laughs> do you like cats? No. Yes. I'm sorry. Do you own any cats currently? <laughs> No? Okay, I can work with that. <laughs> so we had an amazing first date, which led into going back to my place, drinks on the patio. He licked my pussy for... <laughs> I lost the count of how many hours and how many orgasms I had that first date night, but I didn't have sex, so... I'm a good girl, right? She's a lady. Right. So in all this time, like, I've told my sister that, hey, like, I saw Will and we're going out on a date. And so, of course, my sister calls me the next morning. How did last night go? <laughs> and I was like, it was fucking amazing. <laughs> and I told her all the details. My sister died in May of 2020 in the middle of fucking quarantine. Unfortunately, she had struggled with anorexia for over 20 years. And I have this like strong tie because I know how much my sister loved Will and Will loved my sister. And those first couple days were the hardest days I've ever experienced in my life. And we have a really great sex life. <laughs> really great. Like, we both say that to each other all the time. Like, are open obviously we're here like to experimenting with things and we have great communication about our sex and what each other wants and needs but those first couple days were really hard for me and I just wasn't in a place where I was able to give that to him and so I don't know how many days went by but we didn't have sex for a few days 
and then eventually I got to a place where like I was able and willing to accept the love that he had been giving to me the whole time but the comfort the physical touch and bringing it full circle about the cragasm the night that I was finally able to give myself to him again and let down the walls that I had put up because I was feeling so hurt. I had the most intense orgasm of my life where the moment that I climaxed, I immediately, I'm sitting on his face, by the way, because, <laughs> because I fucking love that and it feels great and he loves it too. But the moment that I climaxed and exact moment I climaxed, I also just burst into tears and just sobbed. And I remember thinking, this is so fucking weird. <laughs> I hope he doesn't think it's weird, but there is such a connection and sometimes foreplay is more than just about sex. It's really about that emotional connection with someone and knowing that you're loved no matter what you're going through or wanted no matter what you're going through. Thank you for listening and dealing with my tears. This episode of Foreplay Go South podcast was recorded and produced by event host and podcast creator Metanoia. These stories are recorded live every third Tuesday of the month at Petra's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Join us at our next live event on November 16th. For more information about Foreplay Goes South, follow us at Foreplay GS on Facebook, FetLife, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs>